Business is brought to you by Audible.com. Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips and tricks and stories about being a married couple that own and operate a business together. But Craig, what's been going on at home? Uh, you know what's fun lately, actually, Allison, is I have really made a connection with our oldest son uh, with baseball cards. Oh, that's fun. And when I was a kid, like, and I was, I was a kid of the eighties and it was the overproduction year of baseball cards. So I have like a million baseball cards that are from the eighties that are worth nothing. Um, but it's been really interesting because my son, I think my oldest son is always striving to find something to connect with me on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and so I think all of a sudden he's really gotten into baseball cards and I've sort of rekindled my, you know, interest in baseball cards. And so it's been kind of fun. We've been pulling down from the attic my old baseball cards. We went and bought some new ones because you can still buy baseball cards. Did you know that? I didn't know that. You can still buy baseball cards. So we went to Walmart and bought a box of baseball cards and ripped open packs. So it's been kind of fun. Yeah. And you've also connected with my uncle and you guys, you and my, our oldest son have done that with my uncle um, with things that he collected in the 70s and 80s with my cousin. Yeah. So it's been fun. And we've he, he gave us some old baseball cards to bring home and look through. So it's, it's a good time. So, Allison, this week, speaking of rekindling things, yes, we have some pretty awesome guests on our show this week. Yeah, we were so excited to have them reach out to us about being on the show. We spoke with Paul and Susan Cadillac from Cadillac Homes, but they're also from the TV show Renovation Rekindled. Yeah, they're awesome. They are very similar to us, run a company very similar to our company, so we had a lot in common. And uh, But they have really done an awesome job of putting together marketing for them and as a husband and wife couple and for their company, Cadillac Homes. So take a minute and listen to Susan and Paul from Cadillac Homes. Everybody, we're joined this week, Susan and Paul Cadillac from Cadillac Homes in the Renovation Rekindled TV show. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you for having us on, Craigie. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you guys met and um, came to be a couple. So we met through a mutual friend, actually. Yeah. So she told Paul. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell the beginning okay, of this Paul if you want. Okay, Paul, tell the story. Paul's better at it than So me. I was, uh, you know, I was uh, going through a, getting a divorce and so forth, and I had a mutual, you know, we both had a mutual friend. Susan was going through a similar situation. I had a daughter. She had a daughter. So our friend's like, you got to meet this girl. She's like you. She's getting divorced. Are you a bubble? And I was like, oh, I'm good. I got enough of my own problems right now. <laughs> it's like, I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, she, and long story, she ended up going to a Christmas party. I was like, you going to be there? She's like, yeah. I'm like, maybe I'll see you guys there. Our friend totally like planned the whole thing, I think, because she was trying to get us to meet and there was no agreement there. So I think she just said, brought me to a place that she knew he was going to be at. Yeah. So we, uh, we, you know, I was there, they watched, you know, our friend Lisa walked in with Susan and I was like, um, she's very pretty. I'm going to go talk to her right now. <laughs> and so this I, was 15 years ago. So yeah. the first thing he did was show me his MySpace account. Cause I was very early to the platforms of social media and Tom was my friend, you know? So we're at a Christmas party. I don't even know who's, like, it was, there's so it was much computer cousins, yeah. in the other room. And he's like, let me show you my MySpace account. And I'm like, cool. I mean, clearly it worked. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's the best pickup line I've heard in a while. <laughs> have you met my friend Tom? Um, right. So, so, uh, so now you know you guys get together. How, how did it become that you guys ended up working together and having a business together? Well, so I'll parlay into this. Uh, so after we had met that night, I talked to her about you know taking her out. So she agreed, and I went to go pick her up, and there was a dump truck in her driveway, and I was like, hmm. So I said, whose dump truck is that? She's like, mine. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. Uh, I was like, I need to explore this more and see what this is about. So, you know, come to find out, you know, she told me kind of her background with, you know, uh, the construction and the real estate. And, you know, she it's been in her family for a long time. Yeah, my dad was a builder. My grandfather was a builder. So I kind of grew up around construction. So um, I got into real estate when I was 20. And then a couple of years later, I just, I was always in, you know, the renovation side and everything with my family. And then I just wanted to build a house. So I built my first house. I think I was 23. And I don't know what I was thinking, but. Um, <laughs> I was still learning how to spell my name at 23. So <laughs> I look back now and I laugh and I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking? But so I was already in the business and building and doing client projects. And, you know, that's kind of what my family had done. And that's kind of how I got into it. So you dragged Paul along, just like all good women do. Well, he was he was working in sales at the time when I met him, and he had been trying to get on the fire department, um, and they have to take tests every year and be on a waiting list. And it took, I mean, how long did it take before they finally? It took me 12 years. Yeah. Wow. So you take a test, you get on the list, and then they either add you on or they don't. And if they don't, you have to go back, take the test again, and kind of keep going. Yeah. So he was doing that for 12 years, and he finally, you know, he finally got on. And with the schedule, he had a lot of days off. I think it's you know, two 24-hour shifts and then, you know, four or five days off. And he thought he was going to go golfing. He was like, I'm going to have all this free time. I don't even golf. I was like, I'll learn to golf, you he know. actually even bought golf clubs that I don't think he ever used. I was like, oh, you're not going golfing. <laughs> no, my kids are. What are those, Dad? Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just ornaments. <laughs> the golf dreams that died mm-hmm. but anyway so then so then he kind of came in and started coming into the on into the construction business with me yeah after i finished and got a fire academy and i'm working uh, have my time off i really kind of got my feet wet with the construction really learning you know the business because i wasn't in as she was so you know her bringing me into it um, i was always handy but you know construction's very there's a lot to know about construction a lot so um you know the stuff we were doing back then was not glorious by any means. No, I mean, you can imagine it was the recession, the housing recession, you know, the economy wasn't good. We were doing structural work, you know, building, you know, houses, old houses in Boston that needed, you know, footings and repointed foundations. And it was a glorious introduction to construction, I would say. That's- <laughs> I mean, you know, looking now, it was very humbling because you're like, man, this is hard work. You know, it's yeah. a lot of that stuff is really hard work that some people don't understand what those guys have to do. So it, I, I'm glad that I did it. I wouldn't change it. You know, it's um, you got to kind of, you know, realize what they're going through, too, to, to make mm-hmm. things happen for you and appreciate what they do. So, you know, that's a big deal. I think that we talk about a lot, you know. Yeah, but it was a lot of that, you know, nothing pretty, nothing that could go on the Instagram page. Yeah, it would have been like Insta Slam, like you don't even want to see this thing next, you know, <laughs> not Instagram, no. Um, and, and then so, you know, over the past few years, you guys have really started to, like you said, use Instagram, use social media and start yeah. to sort of form what you guys have become. And, and now you have a, a television show and you guys do all of this social media posts. What's it like as a couple having to, you know, 
I won't say perform, but to have that have that all documented all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think documented is a, a great word because when we started doing videos, that was one of the things that, you know, that we had talked about. Our videographer said, do you guys want to talk about what you want to film before we do it? And I said, no, let's just go out and, and you know, film and whatever happens, happens. And Paul is, we call him the CFO. He's the chief fund officer. So he's always just doing, you know, oddball things. And we catch it on camera and show it to everyone. Um. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think people think cause it's a renovation and I think it's cause they think about the amount of money that they're spending and it has mm-hmm. to be like at this certain level of professionalism, which I feel like we still uphold, but it's like, it's okay to have fun too. You know, like mm-hmm. if you were buying something at the dollar store and you threw it away, like, ah, whatever. But if you had a hundred thousand dollars and you felt like you threw it away, you're like, <gasps> you know, so I feel like it's just really bringing them down to like, Hey, this is like supposed to be a fun an exciting time for you. Like, yes, it's stressful because you're just spending money and you don't know what the end result's going to look like other than maybe some drawings or pictures. But at the end of the day, we know what it'll look like. And, you know, our goal is to make sure it comes to that and it looks how they feel like they want it, you know? Yeah. So Paul, I mean, he's, you know, that was, we, I actually had a mentor who I was on the phone with. I I was doing a video call with her and Paul kind of, you know, crashed our call and she, shocking. (laughs) And he's always doing funny things. And she was like, you guys need to do video. And I was like, what kind of video are we going to do? She's like, just put him on video. She's like, just, you know, whatever. So that's kind of how we started doing that. And it just, you know, it just kind of, kind of went from there. And I mean, we've always pretty much worked well together because we're pretty, we're pretty opposite. I think she's very good at letting me think that my opinion matters. (laughs) Whether it does or not, I don't know. But she's she's a sensei in that, you know. She's like, yeah, how do you feel about that, honey? Yeah. Well, and that kind of ties into what I was going to ask. Um, wh- which one do you guys do? You guys, how do you split your roles? Is one of you more the visionary, and one of you more the implementer? What are your What are your roles in the company? I'm Tony Danza. If that makes any sense. She's the boss. <laughs> you know. So you're Mona. Mona. No. <laughs> no. No. Wait. Mona? Was Mona the boss? Mona was the no. boss. Mona wasn't the boss. Mona was the mom. Mona was the mom. Angela was the boss. Tony. I know, but the... I really think T- Mona was in the background, really pulling all those strings. You know, you're not wrong. You know, maybe, maybe there was some hidden. I think you're right. Maybe there was Actually, some underlying that. things there. Who knows? I but, think about it. You know, <laughs> I, think we're all, I think we're all showing our age right now. Is what I think. Yes. Oh, I, mean, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was too busy watching Kirk Cameron, so it's so, all you know. Growing pains is much better. Yes. Um, but, but, but when it comes to making, you know, business decisions, you know, to together, and that's something we talk a lot about with couples, like, you know, do you guys find yourself trying to, to sell the other person on the idea or how does that generally work when you guys have to work together to make a decision? I, I don't, I, I don't think we really do. I mean, I trust in her. So she comes to me with something. I don't, I might question it in terms of like, what are you talking about? What are we going to do like that? But it's not a question of like, I don't think we should do it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that I know if, and if I bring something to her and she's hesitant, or she's like, like, no, 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 then it's probably not a good idea. You know? So, you know, I think it's kind of a mutual understanding that, you know, if one of us was really adamant about a certain decision, then we would just mix it all together. We kind of have a one veto rule in that sense of, you know, so it's like, even when we go meet clients and stuff, like not every client is ours and we're not every client's contractor, right? You got to, mm-hmm. you got to be together for a while. You got to get along and we understand we're not everybody's cup of tea. So um, I think that's just the best way to do it. If we don't feel comfortable with the client, um, you know, and it's nothing, no offense to them. It's just like, 
you know, we want to make sure everybody's happy and feels good at the end of the day. So I think that uh, that's the same one veto where we carry throughout is, you know, if one of us didn't have a great feeling about it, you know, feel like the other one picks up right. on it. If someone pulls a veto, it's a no. I like that. I like that. That's great. Vetoes are Italian. You should listen to my, listen to my veto more often. I, I listen to your veto all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's the executive order? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and like we were saying, like we talk about, you know, the, the, the how and the wow person. And I'm definitely the wow person. Like I want to spend every, I want every new gadget and every new toy. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And when I go to Allison, it's, it's, I've got to, I've got to have, okay, well, this is why we need the new toy and this is what it's, you know, so it's, it's funny. It's cause it's good to have that budget. I need the budget, the timeline, what, what, what we're going to get out of it, all that kind of stuff. It it took me three years to buy a bed. I mean, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I think for some of that, if I, if I had to look at every, I would definitely veto all of his purchases for sure. So we just kind of have a rule where it's like, you know, up to a certain amount, like, I don't want to know about it really. You don't have to tell me about it. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to know how much it costs. Cause I, I'll say, cause if it was up to me, I'd be like, no. So it's like letting him do, you know, his thing. He calls me the fun assassin sometimes. So I try not to be the fun assassin. <laughs> yeah, gotta watch out. <laughs> got to watch out sometimes they're around the corner you're like whoa i'm back off stay over there <laughs> so i try to let him have his fun how are you guys managing the your your roles with everything you have to manage at work and everything you have to manage at home how do you guys divide and conquer or do you how, how do you make that balance work I, I think that it's it's never been like you do this i do this right you know it's always i mean susan leads the charge that's that's you know no doubt but i always think that it's like you know for example, at home, maybe there's sometimes that I'm doing laundry more and then it switches. She's doing it more or I'm cooking. She's, you know, it's never been like, well, you cook. So now I have to cook. It's, it's just more of like, Hey, it's got to get done. So whoever can do it gets to it. And, you know, and that's, you know, it's helping each other out at the end of the day. It's not so much dividing it and being like, Hey, you got to do this and you got to do this. Mm -hmm. It's more what needs to be done. It's more of the question. It's more just, these are the things that need to be done. And, you know, just kind of prioritizing like, okay, this is what I have today. This is what you have today. This is, you know, this is, this is how we can get this all done. But it's, yeah, it's never one person kind of, you know, this is your thing. This is my thing, except the trash. On our first date, I told him he has to do all the trash and I have held him to that. But besides that, we, you know, it's kind of whoever, (laughs) whoever's available will do whatever needs to be done. Hey, I love that. Set it. You got to set, you got to set those clear expectations. I I like that. I did that on day one. I just would like to tell everyone that's a good good deal to make. <laughs> it was worth it, you know. It was worth it. That's it. Was. it. It's a little. It's a little price to pay, right? Yeah. So you you guys have children. What are you hoping that your kids are learning from? You know, all of the stuff that you guys do, the business, you guys running a business together, and 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 we and we talk about it with other couples. Like running a business isn't like a nine to five job, right? You guys don't. Right. Mind that. You guys are. You know, there's always emails. There's always things. What do you hope that your children are learning by seeing everything that you guys are doing? I mean, I grew up in a family where everyone had, you know, my parents, my grandparents, everyone in my family pretty much had their own business. So this is how I grew up where, you know, I didn't have, most of my family didn't have that traditional nine to five job, I feel like. So I grew up watching that. And, you know, as, as far as the kids, like we, you know, we're showing them, like we bring them you know, to job sites and stuff with us. We tell them what we're doing. You know, sometimes I'll be working on a project and they'll ask what I'm doing and I'll tell them and they've taken some interest. And I think it's just, you know, showing them, you know, just a different, 
different way. We do. It's funny. Our 11 year old is super interested in business. He's always <laughs> asking questions. But I think when he was six, he wanted me to get him a vending machine so that he could sell um, mm-hmm. you know, snacks to his friends. He said that we can invite them all over. They can put quarters in the machine. I can collect the quarters. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like your first hustle story, right? right? Like what was your, what's the first time you really hustled as a kid to try to make money, you know? So yeah. it's like, that's his stories of, yeah, of that. Right. I used to sell lollipops in school for a quarter. I used to make my father go get, buy a big box of them and I'd sell them. Cause I was like, I need to make money. <laughs> you know, this is in fifth grade, sixth grade, whatever. So no, but just showing them, you know, that we're, you know, what we're working, what we show them, what we're, what we're building the projects that we're working on. So we definitely involve them in what we're doing. We involve them, but we don't push it on them. Right. If that makes any sense. You know, they're going to, I'm always, you know, my parents always never, they never push things on me. It was like, you should do this. You should do this. They always kind of let me test the waters. And there was a lot of things I tried. I didn't like, and you know, they always let me kind of test things till I kind of figured out what lane I should be in you know, on my own. I feel like if you push them in a direction, it's going to make them kind of go the opposite way. Like they're either going to take to it or they're not, they're going to be interested or they're not. So like whenever they're interested, we'll talk to them about it, but we don't force it on them. So tell us a little bit about the television show, Renovation Rekindle. How did that all come about uh, and how people can find it? So the television show, we finished season one. Um, We have 10 episodes, 10 half hour episodes that we did. Um, and that is available on an app actually. So we have an app called renovation rekindle that you can download. It has all the episodes on it. Um, and the app really came about as kind of a natural extension of what we were doing on social media. We were putting a ton of videos out and we started doing that about five years ago. Um, and you know, we kind of just did it kind of almost as a test and it kind of went, you know, kind of really took off. So we kept doing them and, you know, we were hearing our audience asking for different things. We want to see, um, you know, we want to see whole houses. We, you know, they were asking more about clients and the client stories of the renovation. Um, so in doing those videos, you know, we had some TV producers reach out to us about doing a show in the more traditional format, um, which, you know, ultimately, we decided wasn't the right road for us to go down. Yeah, um, we have too many people we were felt like responsible for. You know, we have we always like to see people that work with us, not for us, because they could go work wherever they want. You know, but mm-hmm. um, it just was just too much. You know, we've been building our business for a long time, and it was just like we didn't really care about being famous. If that made any sense, it was more like for us, it was the work. So like. Um, you know, it wasn't. We, we just yeah. like we were in a place where we were already, you know, speaking directly to our audience and putting things out in a certain way. And, you know, when you meet Paul, when you watch a video of Paul or when you meet Paul, it's the same person. It's not a, mm-hmm. like a version of Paul, you know? So, so for us, it was important that we kept that because that's what, you know, that's what we were putting out. That's what people wanted to see. And I mean, even on, you know, on the, the business side, people who watch our videos, when they call us, like they know what they're getting, you know, they've seen Paul test out a bidet fully clothed. Um, if you haven't used a bidet, you're missing out. <laughs> Don't judge it. Right. <laughs> Incredible. So, you know, he just goes in and, you know, we have this one video where he goes in and tests the bidet and it, it had great aim. That's all I'll say. It was perfect aim. I had my pants on just so everybody <laughs> understands. No, we're on a podcast right now, but, you know, I did have my clothes on. He did. So he did have his I was just on. showing where on my clothes right. it was squirting to show that it was accurate right. and a great product. And I was right. Everyone's curious, you know. So, you know, so just keeping that, that flavor of the things that, you know, that we were putting out, that was important to us to keep that you know, in anything that we did. Um, And the show aired locally here in New England on NECN. Um, But because of our social media presence, we had, you know, people who are following us 
all over the, the world. Actually, we have people in other countries who would message us and say, Hey, how can I see the show? Mm-hmm. Where can, you know, where can I see it? So the app is something that really makes it accessible. Anyone can download it on, you know, in any app store and all the episodes are on there. There's some extra content on there. So that was really, it was really fun. And it was a great experience to get to see the clients go through that journey too, you know, and watch them because each episode is a whole project from beginning to end, you know, with the whole reveal and just going through that process and, and watching that. It was a great experience. So we're actually filming season two right now, but the whole, um, the whole of season one is on the app. It's, it's very powerful being in the room with clients when they haven't seen it, you know, when it's all done. I mean, it's yeah. really, it's life-changing for them. And then, you know, you're getting to experience that with them. So it's really cool like the process that we're able to be a part of that, you know, normally you might not see, you know, when you bring them in there, they got blindfolds on and they literally haven't seen it and they take them off and see their house for the first time and are just in, you know, overjoyed and disbelief. It's, it's a, it can be probably the most powerful 60 seconds you can think of being in a room with someone, you know, cause it's, yeah. it's very like, you know, I made it, we got our house, you know, so it's, yeah. it's emotional process for people, but yeah. it's a really fun thing to be a part of. So I suggest if you can do it with clients, you should if they'll let you do that. And Paul actually came up with the name and that's kind of where it came from was like that experience, um, you know, renovation, rekindle, kind of rekindling the love that people had for their home because when they, you know, from when they first bought their home to what brings them to call us, you know, they're, you know, they, they're looking for a change with their house. So in making that, that change be a reality for them. Yeah. It's more, I always look at like people have what an hour to look at a house, like we'll take it, you know, and they have Mm -hmm. all these hopes of like this kitchen's huge and this, and they don't really get to know. It's like a first date. It's great. But then when they get to know the house, they're like, Oh, the door squeaks, the, this doesn't shut, this is broken, you know, and learn all these nuances. Um, and I always talk about Susan and I really don't go out because we do love our house. So it's like, you know, if you have a job you don't like, then you come home to a house you don't like, you're like in this vicious circle you can't get out of Mm -hmm. sometimes. But if we can change that for someone and give them a home that they love, I think it's all the difference because they, they, you know, they had a bad day at work. It all goes away when they come home, you know, so it's a different situation. It's just that comfort feeling that people really can grab to. And uh, I think Susan's really amazing at like pulling that out of people's heads because people know what they like. They don't know what they want and they have a hard time articulating it, it, you know, what they want. But I think she's really good at picking a few pieces out and putting a whole thing together that, they're like, yes, yes, this is what I want. So yeah. it's, uh, which is very hard to do as, as you guys know, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I love the passion that comes through when you guys are talking about helping people change their lives through changing their homes. It's really, I love that. That's amazing. Um, so over the last 15 years, you clearly, you know, as you guys talked about, have gone from knowing nothing in some instances really about remodeling to having this great company, you know, sharing that experiences with people on te- through through the television show and through social media. How have you learned as much as you have? Is there some some resource or you talked about your mentor earlier? How how have you guys continued to build that knowledge and build the business? What's helped you along the way? I mean, I think I mean, I personally I, I'm a reader, so I read, you know, I'm always reading. If I, you know, if I don't know how to do something, I'm always like, okay, let me find a book, let me read something. That's kind of my go-to. Yeah, and I read out loud, you know, <laughs> so I listen to books. We have books where I, I have the paper version and Paul has the audio version. <laughs> um so sometimes, you know, we do we do both and you know, and just connecting with people, you know, as well other people in the industry and talking to other you know, other business owners, but I always have at least two books going, I would say. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, if I really stop and think about it for a minute, I think that, you know, Susan's naive about failing. She just, it's not in her wheelhouse. She just does things. You know, it's like, this is what we're doing. We'll figure it out. We're doing it right. Like I was a kid that jumped off the roof into the pool and she would be like, what? why would you do that? That's dangerous, you know? And I'm like, no, this is fun, you know? And she's that type with, when it comes to business stuff, like, this is what we're doing. You know, we're, we're going to try it. We're going to do it. And we're, we're going to figure it out, you know? And she just doesn't think about failing. It's just not in the wheelhouse. She just does it. And she somehow drags all of us along with her, <laughs> uh, you know, but you know, the team like sees what, what is trying to be done and they're, you know, buying into the system, so to speak. Right. They're, they love it. When I come to the office and I'm like, guys, I have this great idea and we're going to do it right now yeah, by like, tomorrow. It's going to be done yeah. in my mind anyway, but, <laughs> but that means that you've built a lot of faith and, and a lot of trust. They, they trust that you're going to lead them in the right direction and that you're not going to suggest something you don't think you can fulfill. So that's great. I mean, that does show a lot of faith and trust in you and that's wonderful. I mean, men, we don't listen very well. I mean, right, Craigie? We probably don't do that very well, right? <laughs> Women just tend to listen better. And she, Susan's really good at listening to clients and what their problems are. You know, if they're yeah. like, you know, besides everybody's like, I hate my kitchen, right? Everybody, it does, there's some cosmetic piece that they all don't like, but what's the reasoning behind it? Like, why do you hate your kitchen? Because me and my husband can't cook at the same time. Okay, now we're getting deeper into those problems, yeah. those therapeutic sessions <laughs> of figuring out what it is you're thinking the re the way that you are. And yeah. she's good at digging into those details and then designing it based off what will work for them, you know, because every project should be special for that client. And we've had clients ask her before, oh, I saw that tile used in the project. Can we use that? And she's like, no. And they're like, well, what do you mean? She's like, nope, that tie was for them, but we're going to find one that's going to be just as special for you. And then, oh, like, I love that. Okay. You know, so it's really, it's really, I think, I, I mean, looking back now, dawning on me, it's like we focused on the work, not the money, not the what, what's this other guy doing. It was literally like me and her in the trenches just focusing on what we do and not so much what everybody else was doing. Right. And on the client, right? Right. That's client. what I mean. Just focusing on the work itself. Like, you know, what are we doing for this client? What, you know, what has to be done? Not like, oh, this guy's doing this and this guy's doing that, or this girl's designing it this way and this girl's doing that. You know, it's really just yeah. staying in our lane and then just documenting what we do and putting it out there. And luckily people took to that, you know, transparency yeah. is key. You know, I think yeah. information is very easy to get nowadays versus years and years ago. So if you're not transparent with people, they'll find out very quickly. Mm -hmm. That's great guys. I mean, that's, that's an amazing and such a, refreshing way f to look at, you know, your business and what you do and how you serve people or your clients, you know, throughout every day. Tell us how people can find you. Tell us where they can look and find you guys either online or on social media. So all of our social media is under Cadillac Homes and that's Cadillac with two Ks. Yes. Make sure you spell it right. That's <laughs> K-A-D-I-L-A-K Homes. And then the TV show, you can watch that on the app. Um, the name of the app is Renovation Rekindle, and that can be downloaded on pretty much any device from any app store. That's and awesome. I always uh -huh. suggest to people, do video. Nobody likes to look at themselves. Nobody likes to hear themselves. But you learn a lot about yourself when you watch <laughs> yourself back in those moments. You know, you really learn how you are as a husband, as a, as a worker, and then you can make adjustments. That's great, guys. That's great. Thanks so much for joining us, Paul and Susan Cadillac. It's been great having you on the show. And uh, it's I can't wait to see season two of Renovation Rekindled. Thanks for having us, Thank guys. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. We appreciate it.
Paul and Susan are so fun. They're such a great example of how you can balance each other out. Man, I tell you, I, Paul is, he is full of energy. He is a wow guy. <laughs> he is a wow guy. And we talk about the how and the wow guy. And I, I thought, hey, Craig, you're pretty much a wow guy. He's a wow guy. Yeah. But I like how they, you know, we've talked about this with other couples, how they set expectations with each other. You know, they've set limits of, all right, you can buy up to this amount without having a discussion about it. You know, they understand their work budget and their home budget and where those boundaries are together. Yeah. And it, and, and I, I do like the fact that they have really worked hard on saying, okay, this is Paul's personality. This is how he's going to be. He's the CFO. He's the chief fun officer. So, you know, let, let him be, let Paul be Paul and how that's really kind of helped them grow their brain. But it's funny because it's, it's similar to us where, He's it's the business didn't come from him. The business came from his wife like she grew up in the industry, which is funny because we've seen that a few times, especially with the remodeling or contracting companies that we've talked to. Yeah. And it, and I think it's it's interesting. And I can say from my experience, you know, being a male and when you're out there and you're talking to people, people just automatically in the construction industry, especially think, well, you're a man. It's your business. And all the time I have to tell them, no, it's our business. It's her business. It's her family's business. And I, I think that I, I imagine Paul does a lot, has a lot of the same, you know, conversations. And I like the fact that they are, you know, 15 years in, um, understand that not every client is their client. Yeah, definitely. And, and they, you know, and, and I would even admit that sometimes I'm bad about that, that I want to take everybody in and I want to do take every job. And that's a good thing to remember sometimes is not sometimes you need to fire clients yeah you know your high eye really makes you want to be a people pleaser and so sometimes i have to come in and say you know they're really not a good fit for us you got to find a way to say thank you but no and it sounds like also allison they've done a really good job of having their team buy into them and their culture and their you know their TV show and all of that. Yeah, I think it's nice that, you know, Paul said the team has faith in Susan and so they're willing to try it. Yeah, definitely. If you get a chance, check them out. Renovation Rekindled. They've got an app. If you're in the greater Boston area or New England, you can see it on the New England Cable News Network. Uh, check it out. Renovation Rekindled. They have a great website. They've got 10 episodes. They're working on season two already. I can't wait. It's so It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's great. So definitely get a chance. Check out them. They're at Cadillac Homes on Instagram. You can find them CadillacHomes.com. It's it's really neat. So, Allison, what is loaded up in your audible uh, listening queue right now? So right now I'm listening to Profit First for Contractors. So we talked in the past about Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. This is a um, subversion of that written by the by Sean Van Dyke. Mike Michalowicz does the opening to it, but it really takes the Profit First concept and helps it adapt it for contractors. Yeah, Sean Van Dyke, who we shared the dais with at our recent uh, speaking engagement. Uh, Sean is a business coach, a speaker, an author. He used to be a contractor in the construction industry, so he has a great knowledge there. So if you're in the contracting industry, Profit First for Contractors is a great listen 
on audible.com. You can get a free 30 days on us if you go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. You can download that book or any book that you want for 30 days for free. Uh, check it out. And if you're not a contractor, listen to the regular version of Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Yeah, there's other versions out there too, Allison. There's, I think, Profit for Investors and for, there's a million. There, he, he's he's starting to do that. Uh, Mike Michalowicz has got that sort of thing going where it's like a couple different versions of the book. Well, it's great because when I listen to regular Profit First, I was trying to think how would that work for our specific industry and Sean debunks and kind of gives you the roadmap for how contractors can lay out the system. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Profit First for contractors. They have ones out there for real estate investors and minority business owners, salons, dentists. They have a ton of them out there. So definitely check out the Profit First series. Everybody, thanks for listening this week. We really appreciate it. Find us online. You can look for us on social media at BizMarried on Twitter and Instagram. You can also search for us on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business. And check out our website, MarriedWithABusiness.net. It's brand new. It's pretty awesome. A lot of the resources that we talk about on the show are there. You can find out uh, past episodes. You can listen to old episodes on there. There's tons of information on there, Allison. Yep. So definitely get a chance to check it out, MarriedWithABusiness.net. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage, because we're Married with a Business. Married with a Business.